Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. I hired nuptial num-nums to cater my wedding, and it was a disaster. Everyone was raving about the food instead of my dress. No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. They're like, oh, Veronica, the lamb chops. Ah, uh, did the lamb chops fly you out to Cancun? And while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. I will not be hiring them for my next wedding. Get a quote online today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third-party insurers. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I'm joined today by Hillary Kortner, co-CEO and co-founder of Hilma. Hillary, welcome to the show. Thank you. So for those of us not in the know, give us the uh, background on what Hilma is and uh, a little bit about your origin story. Yeah. So we make natural remedies that are both scientifically backed and accessible. So our goal is to bring natural ingredients into the medicine cabinet. Uh, we launched this past January with three products that we consider to be the medicine cabinet staples. So it includes immune support, upset stomach relief, and tension relief for occasional head tension. And our origin story really started in a moment where I have two co-founders, and one of them was feeling under the weather. The other one kind of handed her a very sugary immune support packet, and the two of them looked at each other and were like, hmm, this is odd and like pretty incongruous with the other type of products that we keep in and around our home that are mostly pretty mindful as far as natural ingredients and clean labels. So they took that idea, that moment of aha spark to me. Um, and each of us had had our own personal experiences with kind of alternative approaches to health. Um, and so we knew there were really compelling natural remedies out there, but we saw that there was just completely missing from the pharmacy shelves. So we started digging in, um, and once we saw that gap, we really just couldn't unsee it and became with kind of obsessed with providing more options to people who are seeking kind of more clean label um, alter approaches to their health, um, but that didn't want to sacrifice the evidence and the substance that um, they, they see today in kind of their, their pharmacy brands. And I love on your website, you're, you basically said, and you said this when we first spoke as well, that you were looking at the medicine cabinet and everything was like very unusual colors that were not um, <laughs> created in the universe organically. And I love that because as soon as we had that conversation, actually, I went home and I had the very same experience. You open your cabinets and you've got these bright greens and fuchsias and blues and like these colors exactly. are just not natural colors. Um, and it really makes you think about the products that are in or the, the ingredients that are in your products. So I love that you guys are taking this on. It's a major, major category. What made you feel like you were able to um, create a new option in this category? Because this has been dominated by, you know, the big 
big brands for forever. Yeah. Well, it's a very, it's a huge category dominated by those brands, but it's also very fragmented. And so we kind of see our playground as this open space between traditional over the counter products and traditional herbals. The herbal area is very fragmented and there are very few brands that people um, have really clung to with the same loyalty as is on the OTC side. Um, so on the OTC side, though, there's what we what we found is there's a lack of emotional connection with a lot of the brands that are kind of occupying that space today. And the loyalty is really built out of just what is in arm's reach. So we thought that there deserved to be an update that was more reflective of the types of approaches people are looking for today, um, which is it's really just a prime time that people have feel empowered to know and understand the ingredients and in all the products they use. And luckily there's really compelling science in the natural space that makes sure that it's not only clean, but it's also efficacious. Yes. That was actually going to be my exact next part of the conversation, which is um, t- talk to us a little bit about the science behind this, because the thing that I think has um, pushed people away from this category for the past, you know, call it decade, is exactly the things that you've said, that the lack of efficacy, um, the lack of brand loyalty, things in the specific organic um, kind of homeopathic category. So talk to us about how you guys are um, kind of combating that. Yeah, so we saw that as the biggest opportunity as far as innovation in this space as you very clearly articulated. So right after we had this initial kind of insight from the business perspective and from the consumer perspective, we knew that the next phase was that we needed to partner with scientists and physicians. So we started cold emailing, using all of our networks to assemble an incredible board of scientific advisors, which include um, practicing doctors, a PhD, um, and an herbalist and ethnobotanist. So the first step and kind of our three-step approach for our product development process is that we work with them to formulate um, and create a, a baseline formulation for each of the products. Um, The second step is that as part of that work with them, we comb existing clinical research. So kind of our criteria for what is in or out of our product is we need to have real confidence in scientific community consensus around efficacy. Um, And that's kind of rooted in um, that process where we review what what research has already been done before us. What that means we do not include um, is more kind of emerging ingredients, um, you know, like the next hot (laughs) exotic ingredient coming from where who knows in in the world, which we might include down the line once there's just been a bit more research around it. The last step, which is really our main differentiator, is that we're doing clinical research on each of our formulations, which is really above and beyond what's required of us as an herbal supplement um, in order to go to market. So we really believe that it's important to both contribute to the body of research in the natural product space where it's mostly lacking, um, or at least from the consumer perspective, it's lacking. It's not as visible. Um, And also for us to be able to speak in more clear terms to our consumers about the way that the products perform. Um, So that's kind of our approach and what it means for us to be backed by science. And it really shows the transparency, which is one of your core kind of values, I think, with the products, with these products in these categories. So I love that you have all of this data information and um, science to back up what you guys are doing. 
Um, there's three of you as founders. Can you tell us a little bit about each of you and what you brought to the table and why you thought that the three of you were the right team to bring this to market? Yes. So yes, we are a three co-founder team. Um, we were friends first, business partners second. Um, so it's definitely been a really fun ride. Um, and we each kind of bring a different perspective to the table. Um, I'll start with my co-founder, Nina, um, who is my co-CEO, and she leads everything product development. So she's kind of con concepting, working with our, our board of scientific advisors on how we formulate and produce um, all of our products. Um, she's also focused on our go-to-market in physical retail, so offline retail. Um, Lily is our chief brand officer, um, and she focuses on everything creative, PR, community, um, and I focus on uh, all of our online channels. So right now, our primary focus is our direct-to-consumer channel, but over time, we will be expanding into different e-commerce um, channels. And I also focus on all of our performance marketing and all of our finance. And so each of our backgrounds are sort of reflective of that focus. Um, my background is mostly in finance and strategy within kind of the retail and consumer space. Um, Nina comes from the consulting world, but did um, has spent some time at Harry's as they focused on their launch in Target. So she has a really great playbook for how digitally native brands kind of make that crossover into physical retail. And Lily comes from um, the, the digital media world. Um, she spent time at Vogue, Refinery29, Vox Media. So it's a really great sense of how to use content um, and community to, to build a brand. Well, let's talk about brand a little bit since that is our area of expertise and passion. Um, tell us what the name Hilma means, and then we'll talk about packaging and the brand uh, kind of after that. Yes, so we get that question a lot, um, and it is not a mashup of our names, <laughs> Lily, Hillary, and Nina. Um, but I didn't even think about that, but it could have been, kind of. could have been, yeah. Well, at least it, it creates a, a kind of mnemonic for people to remember our names. Um, but we came up with the name. Um, we, we really struggled with finding a name that we were happy with, especially in this space, which is extremely crowded. Um, so from the perspective of, of, of creating a name that was ownable, it was it was a tough challenge and back and forth with our legal counsel. Um, but kind of at the last minute, we were kind of in a room um, and we really decided we wanted to go the path of create, choosing a word that didn't have a lot of pre-existing association with so we could really build a world around it. So kind of the path that Azola has taken as an example. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And we turned to Hilma like through a series of brainstorms because it really felt like a caretaker. It had this kind of warm quality um, of, you know, like a Swedish grandmother. <laughs> and it really evoked a sense of, of care, which is our primary focus as a brand. Just like our North Star is always, how are we helpful? How are we supportive? How do we make people feel taken care of? So it really aligned um, the emotion with, with that mission. I think you guys did a really great job, um, and I want to talk about the brand itself and the packaging, but we have to take a quick break from our sponsor. We'll cover that topic as soon as we return. Stay tuned. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. 
That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Bria's fashion boutique is the worst. First, they asked me if I needed help finding anything. Um, just because I'm gorgeous doesn't mean I need help. No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. Then they tell me they're having a sale. Oh, so you're assuming I'm poor. Cool. And while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. Also, they tried to give me the friends and family discount. Um, I'm not your friend, so... Get a quote online today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third-party insurers. Hi, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. If you're just tuning in, I am sitting here speaking with Hillary Kortner, co-CEO and co-founder of Hilma, which is a natural organic um, medicine. Uh, is that how you would, it's like med- the new natural, medicine cabinet. Natural remedies, the new medicine cabinet. Natural remedies. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you guys do immune support, tension relief, and that's that some relief. That's the kind of trifecta that you guys have launched Um Currently, I know that you guys have some new products coming down the pipe that we'll talk about in a little bit, but prior to the break, we were talking about how you built the name. Um, and now I'd like you to speak a little bit to the packaging, the brand, how many iterations you went through, and really what that means and how you want it to be received by the audience. Yeah, so as we set out on our brand development journey, we wanted to keep a couple, two main um, perspectives in focus. We, we wanted to balance the the visuals and and the the volume of science and nature um, and we wanted to balance kind of a elevated brand but still accessible and so everything we did was through the lens of of those two um what do we call them spectrums um so you'll see that we use really warm colors but we also have very sharp lines and all of our brands are very all, all of our brand is very orderly um, so it kind of, it communicates a sense of it's, it's clinical, but not inaccessible. Um, and on the, on the kind of balance between mass and prestige side, it was really important for us and is a core value of our brand to be accessible. Um, there's a lot of brands right now playing in the premium wellness space. And we really believe that it's important that we're, we're both clear in the way that we communicate so that there's not a hurdle um, to understand our products um, and it doesn't require a clinician or, or someone to be a, your guide to the natural space, but also that we're price accessible. So we really kind of played through that of what that meant to, to, to seem new and original and exciting um, as a brand to kind of bring into your home, um, but also not to be too precious. Right. I think it's, and you, I think you guys really did nail that. Um, I love the tonal, the kind of warm greens and then the, um, that kind of orangey yellow kind of golden color. I think you guys really nailed it. And I like the font choice on the brand as well on the logo. Um, it feels very millennial to me. How do you feel about that? I know you're trying to reach like a broader audience, but it seems to me like this is very much a target, um, for you guys. Can you speak to that a bit? 
Yes. Um, so I think we have seen our cons- our early consumer skew in that millennial age group. Uh, but we we have also seen kind of an older demographic and a younger Gen Z demographic participate as well. Um, but we do see kind of the opportunity here, kind of as we talked about at the beginning of our conversation, to stand for something as a brand in a category that's had very little brand innovation. Um, and so maybe our perspective as millennials kind of shaped kind of what that meant. Um, but we, we do hope, we aspire to be open to, to everyone. Um, yeah. Well, you've got to start, start with, you know, what you you've know. Got to start somewhere. I, I've, exactly. <laughs> I always find that um, the brands that do it the best are really almost always a direct reflection of the founders. And then they kind of broaden their scope from there. So I think that sounds like the journey you guys are looking to take as well. Yes. So speaking of journey, um, I believe you're VC backed. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Can you talk to the audience a little bit about your decision to go after funding? Was that always a part of the conversation and what that kind of process was like? I know a lot of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that are listening in are looking to go down that path as well. So tips and tricks and best practices would be super helpful. Yes. Um, so as far as kind of our orientation to, to venture capital funding, that was always part of our plan as founders because, you know, we had certain ambitions for the growth trajectory of, um, of the brand. And we personally didn't have the resources to contribute <laughs> to Bootstrap. Well, and so to compete th- in that market, you need, I mean, there's no other op- opportunity. I mean, you really need that as a, a pocket to dip into because otherwise you would be a little mom and pop and you just wouldn't be able to compete, I believe. Well, it certainly is a, that, that's a huge consideration. I think that, you know, different companies have different attitudes about like what, what you need as far as growth. And, um, there's different risk tolerances in general for us. So we felt comfortable kind of going down this path where there was appetite. Spoken like a true finance person. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's true. It's like, there's, there's lots of paths to heaven, but, um, for us, we really felt most excited having partners along with with us for the journey, but we also wanted to kind of hit um, an ambitious growth um, trajectory and really like go for it. Um, but to your point about competition and like the, how crowded the space is, so we also felt that we have you know, we had this idea, um, but it was just a matter of time before, like, there's going to be others who are kind of trying to do something similar. Um, and we wanted to move fast. So um, that was the reason that, you know, we took the path that we did. And we're really fortunate to have great partners who um, are able to help guide us as we consider like what each of our steps are. Did you have VCs that you already had relationships with? Did you go down the, the, um, you know, the circus dog and pony route where you had to pitch in front of hundreds of people. Talk to us a little bit about what that journey was like. Yeah. So luckily we didn't have to do that to that broad of a degree. Um, so we kind of, t- we, we approached the process as just getting to know people at the beginning. Um, and luckily some of we, we, we first did kind of a friends and family founders pre-seed round um, with kind of other founders in the consumer space um, who luckily were able to make some some great introductions to other investors that they had had positive like interactions with or had invested in their businesses before. Um, so we were lucky in that we had kind of warm intros to a lot of the conversations um, and we were able to approach them as like 
a getting to know each other. Like, what's your philosophy on building a direct to consumer brand that has ambitions to scale beyond direct to consumer, um, which is something that kind of more generally is like an evolving perspective in the market and especially for the venture community. Um, so we were able to kind of take it at like a little bit more one-on-one rather than kind of mass pitching. Um, but we, you know, we raised money from four under ventures, um, this past June and global founders capital, they're kind of our lead investors. Um, and we have participation from some other great funds. Um, and so we really have been building those relationships for a while now as like collaborative partners. And I think to your point, collaboration is so critical. I think that um, entrepreneurs get really hungry for some dollars and sometimes they make really bad decisions in terms of the kinds of VC partners because the truth is, is that not all money is created equal. And I've said this many times on the podcast, don't get too hungry that you're getting into bed with the wrong people because it can be an expensive and painful lesson. Right. Um, Sounds like you haven't had to go down that path, which is very, very lucky. Um, but you were very intentional about going after um, about fundraising. Are you in- as intentional about the exit strategy for the company? I know it's still early days, but I would love to see or to, to talk through a little bit about how intentional built the building of the brand is. Is there a timeline and arc that you've developed? Um, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's the whole world has sort of been turned upside down in the last couple of months. So timelines feel like, who knows, but um, (laughs) this is a very acquisitive category in general. um, So we are aware of that. But, you know, we didn't start a business to sell it. We feel really excited about the process of building it. um, And, you know, we'll entertain kind of those conversations as they come up. But I think it's it's a little it's less explicit um, than our fundraising strategy, I would say. Understandable. We're going to take another quick break. And when we get back, I want to talk about kind of best practices for entrepreneurs. And then, of course, the future of Hilma. So stay tuned. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. I hired nuptial num-nums to cater my wedding, and it was a disaster. Everyone was raving about the food instead of my dress. No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. They're like, oh, Veronica, the lamb chops. Ah, did the lamb chops fly you out to Cancun? And while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. I will not be hiring them for my next wedding. Get a quote online today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third-party insurers. All right, guys, thanks for sticking with us. If you're just tuning in, I am sitting here talking with Hillary Kortner, co-founder and co-CEO of Hilma, which is a natural medicine, natural medicine cabinet staples that everyone needs, um, specifically immune support, tension relief, and upset stomach. Uh, We talked about the branding. We talked about your team. We talked about fundraising a bit. Um, I'd love to pivot the conversation to focus a little bit on some best practices. Because again, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs listen in, and I think you have a lot of um, information that you could offer. So what would you say 
um, some of the best practices in this um, building of a brand uh, that you would share with the audience? I think first and foremost, it's being like finding the right team. Um, And my co-founders and I just say this to each other all the time, how grateful we are that we are working together and are very intentional and careful about nurturing those relationships and making sure that they remain strong. Um, So, and I think that it obviously extends beyond the founding team to the people you hire and making sure that culturally it is aligned as far as kind of attitude about work and excitement about the mission. Um, I would say that is like first and foremost, like an early stage company in particular is just a composite of the people who are working on it. Um, So that is my number one. Um, And my number two would be just figuring out comfort level with failure and because it's going to happen a million times Mm -hmm. and understanding how to fail in a way that is smart, but not getting hung up on it when it happens um, and making sure that you learn from it because they're incredible learning opportunities. I couldn't agree more. Can you give us an example? I mean, you don't have to get too in the weeds about it, but I think people need to understand that you don't just wake up one day and poof, a brand is built. Like you said, you fall on your face oftentimes and you have to figure out how to pick yourself back up and more importantly, learn the lessons from it. So would you share an example that you would be willing to share with the audience? Sure. I mean, I think the easiest one to think of that's not too minute is that uh, timelines just especially with physical products, um, evolve, let's say. Um, And Mm. there are so many things that you can't anticipate happening that come up. um, And every little miniature setback feels like a lot, especially when you are building up to be in market. It feels like there's like a long lead time to just like get out there. Um, And we certainly felt that way as we were going through kind of our first round of all of our product development. Um, And just like as you learn, you learn as you go and you're like, this actually takes longer than people will tell you or like this ingredient often is delayed. And like those types of little learnings that make you, um, you know, revisit all of your timelines and figure out how do you communicate that with with the broader community of people that are invested and um, you going live. And I think that's just the easiest one to, to recall, but there are so many examples of things that we thought were right and that were not. <laughs> yeah, I think, but I think it's really important to have those honest conversations because so many entrepreneurs and people who are starting to build their companies, I think it's hard in, in the media, you see all these big successes. Um, and I think it's really important to talk about failure as part of the kind of growing up process. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I want to shift and talk about what's next for Hilma because you guys are still really new in the market. And I know that you've got some new products coming down the line as well. So can you talk a little bit about um, about that, please? Yes, of course. Um, so yes, we are very much still new. As I mentioned, we launched now a little almost three months ago. So we're still just introducing ourselves. Um, and in particular, we are, you know, ho- hoping that we can reach different audiences, um, especially in this time, which, you know, has a lot of competing attention. Um, but that is our first and foremost uh, priority at the moment, um, just showing that, you know, we're high quality product selection that um, hopefully people are excited to try. But as you mentioned, we are, we, you know, we took a very specific perspective at the outset of having presence across 
condition categories. So that's why we launch with three products and not just one. Um, and that's why part of our strategy is very much having a steady drumbeat of new product introductions. Um, so we are launching our four. It's also important for a direct to consumer, I mean, for a retail model, right? I mean, you have to have multiple SKUs in order for that to make sense. Exactly. So it's important that the audience understands that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So from the DTC perspective, it's great because it brings people back to the site and it incorporates a new audience of people who like maybe our first three conditions don't resonate with, but the fourth will. Um, and so it just creates kind of new engagement opportunities, but for retail, exactly as you said, especially because we're operating in different categories in the store, it's important that we have enough depth within any one condition that we have good shelf presence. So we're trying to sort of build our product development path um, with that in mind. Um, so we're launching our fourth product in a couple of weeks. Um, it's called indoor outdoor support. And it's for daily sinus support from common irritants like pollen and dust. Um, so another seasonally oriented product. Um, and we're very excited about that. And your timing couldn't be better on that as well. I think that uh, I, I think you guys are so, have been so intentional about every kind of facet of the company, and I love that because I think sometimes you're just kind of throwing things out the wall and trying to figure out what sticks um, with a new brand. But you guys have been very clear with your message, your position, and now clearly bring, building out the product categories. So I really appreciate that. Thanks for um, saying that. How can people <laughs> how can people find you um, and get involved with the brand? Yes. Well, Hilma.co is our website and we are really proud of kind of that platform for uh, all content education about our products, all of the ingredients that are in them. There's research evaluations, ba assessments based on each of the ingredients we've included. You can read about our scientific advisory board. Uh, and there's also, we have a, what we call the cabinet mag, which shares story, personal health journeys and stories from people in our community as well. So hopefully that will be an exciting read for people to engage with. And then of course we have Instagram. So follow us at Hilma underscore co. Um, and we always have a ton going on there. Yeah, you guys have been building out some great content, which is, again, more relevant now than ever before, as we see eyeballs and engagement increasing rapidly um, with the current state. So I think you guys really did position yourselves well to own this category in this particular market. So kudos on that. Um, I always like to ask kind of an odd question just to see kind of where your mind's at. So the question I want to ask is, what is your favorite word and why? And you can think of a word that is kind of relevant in this moment, or if you have a word in general that you like, I just love to hear the kind of get inside the brain of an entrepreneur. Oh my God, that is a great question, <laughs> which I don't have a relevant, like something right top of mind. Um, hmm. I guess this right now, the first thing that can't, this is of course a stream of consciousness, but very much given the season and also things that are on my mind, but the word breeze, I love. Mm. Um, and I think it's the seasons are starting to change. And of course, everyone is very much indoors at the moment. Um, and so the, the precious moments that I do get to kind of go on a walk, I like I think I've just been breathing, especially deep. Um, and it's very refreshing to feel a warm breeze. So I'm just grateful for kind of things getting 
trending towards the spring and summer. I love that. And I, I think that you clearly kind of project this air of gratitude for all of the aspects of the business, for your partners, for the category, for the world around you. And ultimately, I mean, that's what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to make this world a healthier, better place, which is really exciting. That's right. Thank you. Uh, so we only have about a minute left, which I can't believe this always goes so fast whenever I'm talking to interesting companies like yours. Um, any kind of last words, last sentiments, last uh, statements about the brand um, and how you'd like people to remember you? I think we covered a lot, but I think that I mean, would love for the listeners to check us out. And I just say that I, I just repeat again that um, we hope that we're projecting sort of a sense of care and what's like a tough time for the global population and that people can sort of engage with us now and um, feel feel comfort and taken care of. Well, I think that the, the brand it does give you that sense of comfort, that grandma feel um, motherly kind of taking care of you with mother nature. So I think you guys have nailed it on all facets. And I'm really excited to try the products myself and share with our audience. So uh, make sure that you go to Hilma.co, check them out, check them out on all their social channels. Um, I believe we'll be providing um, a code to our audience. And um, I think that we've covered it all. It's so crazy how fast this goes when you have an interesting conversations. So fast. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. We love uh, introducing interesting products and really fabulous entrepreneurs to our audience. So Thank you for being on the show and um, guys, stay tuned for more. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Do not hire Franklin and Sons Electrical. The guy told me he'd shrink my monthly bill, and I'm like, dude, it's too small to read as it is. No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. Then he's like, where's the circuit breaker? I'm like, bro, I didn't break anything. And while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. He told me I had a blown fuse. Uh, it's called a short fuse, and yes, I do have one, so watch yourself. Get a quote online today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third-party insurers.